0: This podcast is for your entertainment only and is not the place to find professional medical advice. Hey guys, I'm here with Renee and we are here to chat about his awesome journey from having two hip replacements to a half marathon. Super interesting. And uh, yeah, I just want to introduce him. He's from Holland. And we met through a mutual friend. So excited to chat with him today. How are you, Renee?
1: I'm doing awesome. Thank you. How about yourself?
0: I'm going well. It's like, uh, what, 9 a.m. there? 10. Yeah, 10. So 10 10 a.m. your time, 8 p.m. my time. I love the time differences, being able to chat with people from all over the world. <laughs> How has your week been? Last so week, far?
1: well, yeah. Oh, so far, all well, this week just started. It will be awesome because after eight months, I finally can get back to work. I haven't had a that's job for great. eight months. And wow. on Wednesday, my training will start. So looking forward to that.
0: What type of job is it?
1: Customer support at, uh fitness uh, at the gym.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: And I get to work with people and help people. And that's something that I enjoy.
0: I love that. That's
1: awesome. Really looking forward to that. New journey.
0: Yeah. Well, so you are based in Holland. Am Mm -hmm. I correct? Where in Holland are you based?
1: Uh, Let's say I live on the border of Amsterdam. Okay. I could walk to Amsterdam.
0: Okay. I've never actually been to Amsterdam, but I'd love to go. I've heard Holland is beautiful.
1: yeah it's it's, for me it's home i i know every foreigner wants to come to the netherlands it's because it's flat and the windmills and but to me it's just home i like it here i do love it but i like the warmer climates
0: yeah well i do as well which is why i live in sydney so (laughs) i'm sure everyone has seen the photos of like the beaches and stuff on my instagram oh
1: they're beautiful
0: (laughs) Well, and speaking of that, um, basically for me, this week's summer started because I had um, finished my uni last week and it's officially like I'm on break for the next three and a half months and it's the weather warmed up. We had like 35 degrees Celsius weather here, which is a little bit too hot, but um, it's been sunny. It's been like in the 25- range in celsius and around like 75 in fahrenheit so it's been really good um it's just i just do feel bad for my northern hemisphere friends but you guys just came out of summer yeah
1: we're back in autumn and i like the sun more and i'm looking forward to spring already
0: (laughs) yeah it happens especially with the pandemic and not being yeah. able to go out as much in bars and restaurants and get out in that way. I have to ask. Um, this is something we I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. What is your pet peeve?
1: My pet peeve. Well, I do hate it when someone isn't honest with me. Uh, mm. Like they, I had an instance with a colleague a while ago. He said he would help me with. Uh, he couldn't help me with a chore. And so I said, well, OK, but for this time, I'll do it by myself. And when I got done with the jar, I saw him smoking. And I was like, that's not nice to your colleagues.
0: Yeah, so like saying you'll do something or, yeah, and not doing it or, yeah, I guess.
1: Just getting out of, a, getting out of something. I, I hate it. We got to help yeah. each other.
0: Yeah, and it shows little. maybe. A, Yeah, having that integrity, to be honest.
1: And not leave people hanging just because you won't have a smoke.
0: Yeah. I feel that. It's a very legitimate pet peeve. Let's get straight into it because your story is so interesting. You have a condition called ankylosing spondylitis. Uh, We've chatted with Jess, who's come on the podcast before. She has a similar condition. That's how we met. And essentially for our listeners, it's chronic inflammatory condition that causes pain and actually the fusing of the joints together. Am I correct?
1: You're very correct.
0: Yeah. So essentially it can be quite debilitating. And um, one of the reasons, I guess the main reason why I want to get you on the podcast is to chat about what that has looked like in your life, but also it's really a quite inspiring kind of your journey in the community because you had two hip replacements and then ran a half marathon and I want I would love to hear more and for us to get way more into that what was it like going from zero to where you were you where you are now where you were when you ran the half on my
1: journey there are multiple stages uh, which stage do you want to hear first like uh this year just, just trying to run for the first time, or there. I got my replacements. So in March, I lost my job. My contract didn't get renewed due to COVID, and bars and coffee corner need to be closed. Back then, I was still a pastry chef, so there was too many colleagues with free time and there was a time. Well, the people without uh, a steady contract, normal contract, they can leave. So I could leave. Start of COVID. I was at home, uh, couldn't go out. I was stuck, and I thought, "What do I need? What can I do?" Gyms are closed. I already done sports a lot. And I started chatting with myself. Hey, what can I do? to keep you me mentally going
0: yeah
1: uh, and uh, I got a gut feeling why don't you try and run and that was a weird gut feeling because normally I trust the gut well I did trust the gut but it's like I haven't been able to run for 20 years
0: yeah that's crazy Having yeah. that sort of a gut feeling, especially when you have a chronic illness. Cause it's like, do I listen or do I not? Is it going to make it better? Is it going to make it worse sort of thing? Yeah, it's,
1: well, normally you think it'd make it worse. I have the hip replacements that can get damaged. The fusing of the spine with me is well, pretty progressed. The, the, the lower part is already fused to my hip, uh, hip joints of a hip bone.
0: Yeah.
1: <coughs> I was like, okay. But I haven't been able to run for that long. And they got feeling, well, oh, try it. OK, good. Uh, I put on my sneakers, and I started to jog a little. First stint was two kilometers. And I thought, well, if I could run around this block, I'll be able to run four kilometers. would be That would be a good goal somewhere in the next two weeks to be able to run the distance in one go.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was, in, it was in the morning and in the afternoon. It was like five o'clock and I started thinking again, okay, well, it's too early to make dinner yet. What can I do? Same gut feeling. Well, why don't you try and run again? Uh, okay, got on my sneakers and I ran that four kilometers in one go.
0: Your second time running in 20 years.
1: Yeah, in in one day. Stay the same day.
0: In one day. Wow. Yeah.
1: But I actually were you in honest. pain? Mm. Mm. I was fine, like <laughs> like I said, the normal pain amount.
0: Yeah, exactly. I guess that's a rhetorical question almost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but um no, I wasn't in extra pain. And maybe it's also the ecstatic like I can run yeah and I've, I've done sports before I gone to the gym and I, I I know my stamina was all right because I could stand on the the, the, the cross trainer for two hours. okay I, I worked on my stamina already but like running that was something different but I enjoyed it. I got to get out. Uh, don't the the park is pretty nearby for me, so that's fortunate. I don't live in the middle of the city. Yeah. Um. So it's like five to ten minute walk, and then I'm in the park. That's so okay. I'm I'm gonna run daily, and every morning I start running until I, two weeks later, I run ran like, yeah, twelve kilometers. Wow. And that's the moment. Okay, from zero to 12 kilometers in two weeks. I'm going to go online and check when the half marathon will be. Yeah. (laughs) Another gut feeling. Well, go check half marathon. And I kept running, and that was still still in April. And in June, another gut feeling came on. Well, start the Instagram account. Tell your story there's probably someone who can get inspired by it.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And, well, and not only me inspiring people, but just being part of the community. Yeah. I get I get to learn so much about my own disease and about myself. And I get to help others and others get to help me. It's it's beautiful what's happening. What's happening due yeah. to COVID, everybody's stuck inside but everybody's looking for yeah, an outlet and finds it through Instagram
0: for connection. Essentially, yeah, and we've definitely yeah. talked about this before on the podcast. This whole idea of of this community coming together, and that's a, that's essentially how I met you, is because mm-hmm. you st- I started an Instagram and you started an Instagram and Jess started an Instagram, and we're all just kind of connecting with each other, inspiring each other. Yeah. I think that's crazy, <laughs> if I'm honest. Like what what you did because. I do experience chronic pain and to have lived with that for 20 years, and then to one day say, and telling your brain that you can't do something or telling your, yourself you can't do something. And then to, to switch, that is crazy to me because I think it's that consistent question between how much of this is overcomable if I change my mindset and how much of this is actually my condition. I don't know if you, do you feel that? There's like that tension between those two um, things, I find.
1: Well, it, it's not that it, I started running immediately. I, I've been on uh, forums uh, to check uh, other people's experiences with uh, hip replacements and running. And, well, if you look, if you're looking for something bad, you'll find something bad. I was looking for something good. And I yeah. found this one person who had one hip replacement, just like me, the total. Well, I have two, but the whole hip replacement, and he still ran marathons. And wow. by the time his hip needed to be replaced, there was were hardly any scratches uh, on the, the on the joint. So, okay, that was one positive note that I needed here, and I started running. Well, more.
0: So do you think that it was almost a blessing, the whole hip replacement thing, because it led you to a place where you felt like, or you kind of did research and realized that you could actually potentially run?
1: Well, it's like, it's strange to sound, uh, as it may sound, right now I'm almost well at the place that I s- start to see my whole disease as a blessing. I have yeah. to have been there to come here. I have to have been down in the dumps to crawl out of it and to rise to my own highest uh, uh, potential. Yeah. And well, to, to at first it was for my own to, 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 to see what I can do, but to be able to inspire others as well. That's beautiful. But it wasn't yeah. me checking on, on hip replacements or what other people can do. It was like checking what's possible for me with being uh, within the safety lines. Like speed skating is something I probably, I enjoyed when I was 16, 17, 18, but yeah, something I probably would never do because if I would fall on the ice, uh, hip joint dislocating is something. Yeah. I uh, wouldn't want to check. How it feels, yeah that's too dangerous, but I can run apparently, <laughs> but it's like for twenty years I couldn't run, and I have had chronic pain for twenty seven years for the last twenty seven years I haven't had one day off, yeah pain is always started on my twelfth and right now i'm thirty nine
0: yeah, wow, that's crazy, and I just find I guess. Again, going back to kind of what I was saying earlier, what we were saying earlier is that tension between mindset and body. I think it's so personal. Like you you wouldn't necessarily go tell anyone with ankylosing spondylitis, go run, go for it. You know, like, cause everyone's journey is so different. But if you can say I did this, but maybe you can do this. And if you... Believe you can do it, then maybe you actually can do it, and whatever that looks like in the confines, in the within the limitations of your own illness.
1: Well, I've been studying you know, like the, the mindset. That, uh, became accustomed to remembering quotes, because it's easier to remember a quote than the whole book. And The first quote uh, that I have in my close to my heart is by Henry Ford. Uh whether you think you can or you can't, you are right. Yeah. And I thought I couldn't run for that long, 20 years. Well, there were periods that I literally couldn't run, and two years of them I couldn't walk at all. And the other uh, quote that is be careful how you're talking to yourself, because yeah. you are listening. Yeah. And basically, if you don't program your own mind society and life will do it for you get in the positive programming yeah okay so to yourself you you can and if even if it's the first 20 times you can't believe you can do something well maybe it will hit the 20th, uh, 21st time
0: so here's my question though because i am sort of in the same camp as you but then there's also again that tension between we can say all of the positive things to ourselves that we want, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, our condition is still there, or the pain is still there. You know what I mean? So how it's, so then there's also, I've noticed kind of the stream in the community that veers towards like, like one person will say, be positive and, you know, make you feel better. And then the next person will say, well, positivity isn't going to cure me, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I'm keen to hear your thoughts around that
1: my thoughts one healthy meal won't give you uh, the healthy body Uh, one visit to the gym won't give you the muscles one positive thought won't change your whole mindset but it's making a habit it's the repetition keep going to the gym two three times a week and you'll get the muscles keep eating healthy and you'll have a more energy and more healthy body and take care of your mental diet and it yeah. also will change it's the habit it's like if you watch the news three times a day especially now during covid it won't be that positive and you will see the differences in your own life like don't trust to go outside you'll be more fearful stay yeah. inside and you, your whole world will get smaller so yeah I, I know what's happening in the world but I tend to be careful how much news I let in because yeah. the most important my life is me
0: Yeah, my which is good health. yeah I think that's really good and it sounds like as well um, you had explained earlier that you lost your job which actually led to you having more time So then you were able to actually, sounds like maybe focus on your health more, focus on Mm -hmm. um, your body, which was awesome. And so in terms of going back to like this whole half marathon thing, what was that like for you to achieve that?
1: Well, there are still are moments that I have to look at my medal and see, oh, damn, I really did it. But it's also, I've been working towards it for like half a year. And then to finally reach it in only half a year and at a pretty decent time, I was pretty proud of it.
0: That's but awesome. I
1: also it's also thankfully to the community that the feedback I, that I got back that I realized that I did truly something something truly special. Yeah. Because well, I experience myself daily, and when you're working towards something like for like half a year you don't really see the progression you make yeah. you realize it but like in march if you would say renee in half a year you will run or run a half marathon i would laugh
0: yeah totally and now it's like
1: yeah last month i did run a half marathon well okay you're like What's okay next?
0: now it's time so, to well, run a marathon
1: no it's it's like yeah of course i did that why is it so special <laughs> Me, it's yeah. not special anymore. It became yeah. part of my life, right? It part of my life. Yeah, and I know it's a pretty long distance because when I do five kilometers, it's like half an hour, and like, oh my God, 21 kilometers, like 13.1 miles. That's pretty far.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I guess, what, what do you think the next step for you is then on your journey?
1: Keep running, keep trying to inspire people. And, of course, I will do a whole marathon somewhere in the future. Um, the, 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 the running buck has cut me. Uh, I got the marathon from London right now on my bucket list. I love yeah. Valencia, Spain, beautiful city. That marathon I run, would like to run also somewhere in the future. But it's like also, when right now we're still in COVID. Autumn is here. Winter will be coming. I'm still human. I'm not a machine. When it's raining and it's cold, I prefer the gym than running outside. Yeah. But next spring I will start running more and more again. And who knows? I don't have a a, a timestamp on when I will be running a whole marathon next year. uh, October. I will when everything. If everything is back to normal by then. The half marathon of Amsterdam will be official instead of uh, virtual, like last time. So I'll join that probably.
0: Yeah. But... So when you are um, when you're running, and do you have you gotten like have had days where you tried to run and you were in too much pain, or? Oh yeah,
1: um... many times. I'm still, I, I, I'm still a spoonie. I'm still I have still a chronic disease. Uh, and I had multiple times that the body is always in pain, and you recognize a pain sensation. It's Okay, is this a pain sensation telling me to stop running, or can I go on? Is it just a bit of stretching? But I had multiple times that I thought, well, yeah, I can run through this pain, and then being a couple of kilometers from home, and oh nope, I'm done and then yeah. walking back home, and being glad that I finally reached home because I was in, well, too much pain to walk. Yeah. And I still, uh, like, two weeks ago was a pretty horrible week for me. I was completely stuck uh, and in pain. I don't have much neck movement um, in my spine, but that week, that week there was hardly any movement. And in those moments, I, I I ran a marathon. How can this body run a half marathon? Yeah. But then I'm also, when my body's good and I'm running such a distance, I can't realize that I still have moments that I can hardly move at all.
0: It's such a crazy thing as a spoonie. I think just um, having those moments where you can physically achieve certain things, like, sometimes and then other times like you can't I and it and sometimes you don't know why I mean a lot of times when I flare up I usually know why because I've been in pain for so long I usually knows know what triggers it but Mm -hmm. I think it's you make a good point in the sense of knowing the pain that is like you shouldn't do this and then knowing the pain that's like you can probably actually make the pain go away through exercise or and it's that balance. And I think it's something that in my recovery journey from CFS, I've had to learn the balance of knowing which pain and which fatigue and which pain I can push through and which, which fatigue and which pain is like, no, you need to stop sort of thing. And um, I'm even kind of at the point in my journey where I've been seeing a physio and working out quite a bit more, doing a lot of I do a lot of Pilates and I've gone to the point where I can do these pretty intense Pilates workouts on some days, but some days I need to not do that because it's just, it's not, I'm probably going to injure myself. I don't have the energy. I think, and I think that's actually somewhat normal for people to have days, like even normal people to have days where they're
1: up and downs.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, I guess my point is is this idea of knowing your body, and you, you get to learn it. a
1: lot about your own body having a chronic disease
0: yeah exactly Of
1: course learn a lot
0: it sounds like you've done a lot of that because obviously it sounds like your journey wasn't like catch to five k so, and it you know <laughs> it
1: wasn't it wasn't easy
0: yeah, definitely, Super. and I think also acknowledging yeah you went from March to zero running to from to six months later running a half marathon but what was the journey like getting there? Sure. yeah
1: that's also a whole lot of body shift mind shift diet shift everything yeah. shifting like when I was twelve my disease started with the inflammation in the lower back a lot of pain um back then when i was i think I was it took Two to three years before they finally could give me a diagnosis, like you have and spondylitis. Back wow. then, yeah, I had a lot of pain, but I still thought I could live normally until I was uh, the summer I turned 18. It was clear that my disease took the better of me. I had to quit the, the job, uh, quit school that, uh, for the job I was learning. I wanted to be a pastry chef and I wanted to be uh, a volunteer fireman. Yeah. And then I had to quit both studies because of my disease. And I started working in the supermarket. I already worked in the supermarket, and it was like, yeah, okay, what now? I don't know what schooling to do. My whole life just turned upside down, and you can't figure out a whole new life in a couple of, in a matter of two, three weeks, I had the time before the new school year started. Um, so it was like, well, Why don't you you already work in the supermarket? Work for a year and think it over. But in the supermarket, they offered me schooling. And when you're 18 years old and you get a monthly salary, it's like, oh, way better than school. (laughs) So I stayed uh, at work. I kept working. 26, two of my hips. Well, got to the point of no return. Much deteriorated. I received two prosthetics that summer when I was the summer I turned 31. One of my hip replacements got infected, needed replaced. Wow. I have a pretty large abscess and they had to uh, removed the right prosthetic and had to live without the hip joint for three months. I'd be completely infection free before they could place. Yeah. A new uh, a new joint, but half year after that, I was able to walk a uh, 22 kilometer uh, mountain walk in Spain. So wow. Then just keep going, keep going. Sounds and like, I mean, work.
0: when I hear you just to share your story, it just sounds like you're a fighter. I don't know, for me, if I had two hip replacements, I mean. I. <laughs> I don't know if i'd ever want to walk again i don't know like uh that's so i mean i have an ankle injury that i'm dealing with and that's not easy and rehab and the flare-ups and i haven't been haven't been able to walk properly for nearly a year and you know i'm seeing doing all the right things right to 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 get over it but yeah. um man it takes such a fight and honestly everyone that I've spoken with in this community especially that's come on the pot like so many people in this community they're fighters and we're all fighting this silent battle and I'm so I feel so privileged to be a part of this community like what you're saying it's almost like a blessing and I know that that that's an also a controversial idea is like oh our illness is a blessing to people are like don't tell me my illness is a blessing which
1: (laughs) But it's, it's like if you would tell me like uh, pfft, a couple of years ago, yeah, there will come a time when you see your own disease as a blessing, I would pl- probably flip my finger at you. Yeah. But right now, I found my own health back. Mentally, I'm in a state that I've never been. Uh, this, this mentally, li- this strong. Still got to learn, though. I'm not yet where I want yeah. to be, but I'm also not where I used to be. And I get to help other people. It's like there's uh, another spoonie in the community uh awesome guy friend of mine became friends sms and he can't walk well yeah that's what he told himself and six weeks ago he shared the story I'm walking again
0: I'm wow. walking
1: again yeah and a couple of weeks that's later crazy. I'm I'm running I don't know where I am going I don't know why but I'm running again wow so that's amazing. Will, that's, that's how we can we get to help each other. And he will inspire others. It's a domino effect.
0: Yeah. That's why I love this and community.
1: He his, his story uh, and that he couldn't run uh, or walk at all and see what he's doing and let's keep, keep the, the it going. You
0: make such a good point as well because when I got diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome I... There was, I mean, this was four years ago. There was five years ago, actually. There was, like, no, very little information on the internet at the time. There's a lot more now. And all I read was, you can't recover. It's completely, it's a lifetime disease, et cetera, et cetera. And then I went on to this. The, but I read the recovery rate was 5%. And then I went and found this super obscure podcast with, like, this dodgy website and... Listen to these podcasts about people's recovery journey from chronic fatigue syndrome. And I held on to that. I held on to it because that was the only thing that I heard or read that was like, yes, this is possible. And so I just decided, I made a decision in that moment that I was going to be one of the 5%. And I think that there's power in that. I'm not saying it works Mm -hmm. for everyone. Um, But. And again, it's that tension between what's mindset and what's not, because I did have people like, I mean, I, I come from a religious background. So you even get like church people coming and saying, Oh, you just need to pray or you just need to, you know, like ask for healing from. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, they obviously mean well, but. There's no formula. There's actually no formula. Everybody's journey is different.
1: What works for me, like, to 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 me, like prayer affirmations, doesn't matter what you call it or how you how you go through it. But for me, it works. It's only I don't, dear God, uh, I don't go like that. But I do. I do have my affirmations. Yeah. And it's like in the morning, just a couple of things to be grateful for and it shift your mind through a positive state through the rest of the day Positively way more than the negativity i've seen the negativity seeing how dark it can be at the bottom of the well i don't want to go that, that back there
0: yeah exactly um i love this conversation on that note of my like mindsets and all of that do you have any recommendations for the community around that or any other recommendations like what you're reading what you're listening to at the moment
1: a <clears throat> uh, big part of my journey is The Secret by Rhonda Byrne probably a lot of people in the community in uh, uh, the world know it already the book or the movies on the uh, on Netflix and that helped me to get me to a more positive uh, Sorry, mindset what is
0: it? I didn't catch that the secret. The secret. Is that a Netflix series or show?
1: It's a documentary. One, okay. one, one documentary. And it's a book. Okay. But it's basically like what tells you the energy that you send out you will get back. Okay. From the universe. And back then I was only sending, well, mostly sending negative energy out. I'm in pain.
0: Yeah.
1: My life sucks. Uh, what will I achieve in life? That was the energy that I was carrying, and I needed that to change. So I watched The Secret a couple of times, uh, read a book by uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, also about the, the, the mindset, and another book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Wattles. Both books are like written in. Well, one was written in 1910. The under uh, the other one published like in 1930 old yeah. books but all talking about like the, the mindset and well if you can't say you can or you can't you're right go for it anyway
0: yeah
1: don't look at the top of the stairwell just take one step at a time and you will get to your goal uh one it's not a podcast narration that i love to listen to is by earl nightingale the strangest secret also to be found on YouTube, it's like 30 minutes and it's like, make your wish, write it down or make a a vision board and get your destination printed in your subconscious. Yeah, That's what I lacked was direction. For me, it was just getting up, go to work, getting home and sit in the chair because I wasn't too much pain to do anything. Yeah. That was my life for a lot of years. And there was no direction. So I had to plant a a new destination. Well, that's where I want to go with my life. I want to inspire people, a more healthy body, a better job. There were a couple of wishes I put on the vision board. I'm I'm going to focus on that, and that will be the direction of my life. And which way I will get there, I don't know. But I have the faith that I will get there. Yeah, like, I love that. It was not like I put a half marathon on the fishing board because, well, when I made my fishing board, I still wasn't thinking about yeah, I can run. But I wanted a healthier body. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lot more healthy right now.
0: That's so good.
1: My fishing board uh, when my journey, my healing journey started three years ago. Uh, when I started in a. Uh, also a diet um eating more healthy it was before then it was just too easy to have a takeout meal or put something in the microwave because standing in the kitchen for too long was just too painful
0: yeah
1: i had to go through that pain also yeah and just to take care of my own body more and then two years ago well three years ago the body two years ago i started Whole mind shift journey, just yeah, rewriting my own program, brainwashing myself.
0: That's really good, those are some really good recommendations.
1: uh, The strangest secret is I've listened to that over 50 times, yeah, just to get get the subconscious learns through repetition, yeah, and it's repeat, repeat, repeat,
0: yeah, and it will become a
1: program, and you'll start working. Uh, that way like the old program I'm not good enough what will I ever achieve in life if that's the program you have running you'll start taking less uh, good care of yourself because well, I wasn't worth it anyway I was definitely not happy with being me yeah but that's the awakening had. That, uh, right now I'm, I'm glad being me and I got a new program running and I could do things that I thought I would never could do.
0: Yeah. And I think that's honestly the takeaway from this podcast is I, th- and this is what I even, I just talked to some of my friends is like, if you think something is possible and if you speak it out, yes, but think 10 times bigger than that. That's what I say every time is like how, mm-hmm. and this is, I think is a little bit, of an American mindset as well, sometimes is like this idea of like thinking big and thinking you can achieve anything. Not that other cultures don't have that, but I think it's just something that was ingrained in me. And this is, and this is the same just like with our conditions and stuff is like, what if we, and acknowledging that it's hard and that there's challenges, et cetera, and that the pain is real, the feelings, the disappointment, et cetera, is real what if we took our dreams and our hopes and our desire for healthy bodies to, and took that and we're like, let's, let's magnify that by that by 10. Let's try to think big. And if we don't get there, that's fine. There'll be disappointment, but at least we will have tried or at least we will have imagined a space where it's that was better,
1: possible. It's better to aim high and to have a couple, need a couple of shots than to aim low and have hitting one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, this honestly, this conversation has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I loved having, having this me. chat. Um, time flew by. I feel like this happens every time. Uh, with we just end up having a chat about like really interesting things. So thanks again for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it.
0: Thanks for know, listening so- to the Santa podcast. If you want access to show notes, go to chronichope.org where you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter. And make sure to follow us on our Instagram at chronic underscore hope. See you next week.